right, so those are just some of your reflections uh, based on the conversation we were having about the situation in Eswatini. So we're going to completely change gears now and get into our health talk for Wednesday. And uh, we've invited some health experts. We're going to be talking about the Delta variant uh, of COVID-19, which we are told is now the most dominant variant or the more dominant variant variant, uh, that is so circulating in the country or at least different provinces where it has been identified. Remember that to put through your questions, I'll be taking your calls on 011-714-2006 on WhatsApp. You can get in touch with us on 0614-104-107 and on Twitter, it's at SFM Radio. The hashtag there is SAFM Talking Point. So let me welcome onto the show Professor Jeffrey Patele. He is the Vice President for Research at the South African Medical Research Council. Professor Patele. Good morning to you. Uh, good morning, Kathy. Uh, always good uh, to be in your company. I really appreciate your time for today. Uh, let me also welcome Dr. Richard Lessels, an infectious disease specialist at the KwaZulu-Natal Research Innovation and Sequencing Platform uh, at UKZN. Dr. Lessels, good morning to you. Good morning, Kathy, and good morning to Prof, and good morning to the listeners. We've had yep. quite a lot happen in in the past week, and it's it hasn't been a week as yet, uh, we, at least not from 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 Saturday when we had that briefing by the health department that informed the country about uh, the news in terms of the Delta variant. And subsequently, there has been enforcement of lockdown regulations. People, at least those that are able to, many are now working from home as a result of this. But we haven't really had much information, at least amongst the South African public, that has been spread about what this Delta variant is and how it is different from the other variants that have been reported on uh, in this country. Professor Mpakele? Yeah, um, no, thanks, uh, Kathy. Uh, it's it's uh, a very good uh, opening question. So this variant, uh, Delta variant, um, is, um, it belongs to a variant of concern. Uh, so it means that um, um, because the variants of concern, the reason they are called variants of concern is because um, of their increased, uh, you know, trans- of, of increased transmission in the population. Uh, it could be because um, they are resistant uh, to uh, maybe vaccines or maybe treatments, um, or maybe they are of diagnostic importance. Uh, so it belongs to that group. Uh, so we have got four variants of concern um, in total. So we have got the alpha, uh, the beta, that was detected in South Africa, and then um, uh, the gamma uh, from Brazil, and then obviously now the delta. So it is new for South Africa, uh, but um, let's not forget that uh, is the variant that has been circulating um, for at least you know six months now because it was first detected uh, in India um, mm. towards the end of last year. And by the time we reported this variant uh, in our communities, um, it was already entrenched and uh, widely established you know, in more than 85 countries. Mm. So as we speak, 
that number has increased uh, to 96 countries. So it is rapidly uh, spreading across the world. Mm. Dr. Lessels, just looking at the history of this Delta variant and how it was first traced back to India, I remember a couple of months back when there was an issue about uh, a ship that was coming through from a cargo vessel and the crew on that cargo vessel um, had to be isolated and they weren't allowed uh, to dock because of a a variant of COVID-19. Is the variant we're speaking about here the same as that which was linked to uh, the crew on that ship? And, and do we know or have that information? Yes, but no, you're, you're right, Kathy. That, that was how we initially detected the Delta variant, was in a number of, of cases of, of kind of travel-related infection. So, so the, the people on the ship was, was one example mm-hmm. uh, where they, were, they, were, they weren't allowed to enter South Africa. So they, so they were stopped at the port, and, and we sequenced the virus from those cases and, and found the Delta variant. And, and that was at the time when we had kind of intensified the genomic surveillance, so, so the looking for the variants. We'd intensified that in travel-related cases because we were, we were looking to see whether these different variants that were different from, from our beta variants, mm. whether they were coming into the country. And so, so that was kind of the... Uh, end of April or so that that those cases were were through, um, but I think what we've seen with these with these variants is that um, it, 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 although you think that you can pick up these cases coming into the country, because as Jeffrey says, it it spreads so rapidly around the world to many many different countries, mm. it will come in to your country from an unexpected place. So, so you think that it might be coming just from India, but by then it's actually in many, many other countries, and and it may come in 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 travellers from those countries, mm. and and it makes it very difficult to to control at a, at a kind of international cross border level. So at the time, um, you know, Dr. Lessels, that you, you were doing the, the genomic sequencing around this, this Delta variant, how much of it had already been detected within the community in South Africa? So at that stage, very little. At, at that stage, the, the majority of cases had a, had a link had either traveled themselves mm. or had a link. So, so were possibly a, a close contact of somebody who had recently traveled. Um, and so it wasn't until these more recent sequences that we really uh, saw quite starkly the, the, the level of uh, the Delta variant in the general community mm. cases, in just random selected cases picked from from different health facilities around the country. Mm-hmm. Professor Mpakele, when we look at the the response that, that there has been, in particular around this Delta variant, you know, we've long been warned about the mutations of, of this virus, but th- there is a question around whether or not enough was done in terms of the monitoring 
of this variant once it 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 was identified and how it was spreading in the community i remember when you know when covid-19 first hit hit us there was so much emphasis on on contact tracing and and keeping in touch with almost every single person that at the time was tested testing positive and having follow up cases one would have anticipated that that would have been the response um especially where a new variant is is identified yeah um you know uh, with um, pathogens, uh, even if um, it's not about <clears throat> the SARS-CoV-2, um, you, you you have got uh, surveillance uh, mm. in place. Mm. And um, in this case, obviously, we do have surveillance uh, in South Africa. A number of uh, universities and uh, research institutions are part of this um, you know, national surveillance. So that is part of really monitoring uh, if uh, there are new viral strains or, vir- or, or variants uh, that are coming up uh, from the community. And uh, obviously, uh, part of the monitoring, um, uh, if, if, if you don't have really um, a, a high force of transmission at the time of uh, monitoring, you may not be able to pick up you know, minor variants. Uh, so I think um, what might have happened uh, in our case uh, is either that uh, you know the delta variant was introduced um, as you were uh, talking to Richard uh, through the ship, or it could be that uh, it was introduced you know from other countries mm. and uh, it was just um, you know circulating in the community at low level uh, and and because the force of transmission was not high at that moment, uh, it was not easily. Um, identifiable uh, through genomic surveillance. So now that uh, we, have co- we are in the third wave, um, it, is, it becomes more obvious uh, to actually pick it up. And I must say that um, although the emphasis today is about the Delta variant, um, obviously we must not forget that we also have uh, the Alpha variant in South Africa and um, and and um, and and, and um, in the future, it could be that uh, the Delta variant um, is replaced by other variants as well that are not yet described. Mm. So this is evolving field, and uh, unfortunately, as I say, we do have surveillance uh, systems in place, uh, but um, you know they become more effective when you have got um, you know number of a uh, high number of cases. You know, you know, the reality is that it is a lot to try and keep up with, you know, the alpha variant, the beta variant, and, you know, the one in Brazil that's a lot more difficult to pronounce. And, uh, and, no, it's and, P1. It's P1. 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 Yeah. Okay. And, and so, <laughs> okay, thank you so much for that. And, you know, the reality is that it becomes difficult to dissect what is important for us to to know where these specific variants are concerned and what we can afford to kind of just have on the periphery in terms of information and and that's what i'm hoping that this conversation will be able to do so so what do we need to know about where covid 19 is right now and and in particular this delta variant um dr lessels let me begin with you 
So, so I think you're quite right. You need, we, uh, there's all the kind of scientific level stuff that, that we are kind of busy with day to day. But, but what are the key points that need to be communicated? And I think that for me, the key point is that we're now dealing with a highly transmissible virus. Um, we, we know now that this Delta variant is probably roughly around twice as transmissible as the original virus that, that we first saw back in December uh, 2019. And, and so what that means, transmissibility, remember, it just, just means how efficiently this virus can spread from person to person in the community. And, and that means that it's much harder for us to control and that our public health, our social preventive measures need to be so much stronger to stop the transmission of this virus. And that's really the, the, the key thing. And, and it means that all of us have a responsibility to, to adhere to the, to the regulations, but also to go further than that where, where we can and, and to really limit the spread of this virus. Mm. So, so we're sitting with a situation then, Professor Mpatele, where the gaps in terms of our public health care system run the risk of being completely exposed um, in as far as capacity and other issues are, are concerned. Uh, absolutely, uh, because um, of the nature of uh, the Delta variant, uh, because it's highly transmissible. Um, the implication is that uh, you will have more cases um, from the community, and um, and these cases obviously um, part of the cases will require healthcare services, and um, and and this is the reason that um, um, you know what makes unique uh, about uh, Delta variant is the fact that um, uh, you get more cases, and uh, these cases translate to more hospitalisation. It's not that, you know, the, the variant itself is, um, is, is more severe in terms of uh, symptoms or mm. disease, uh, but because we have got so many cases, um, these cases, um, some of the cases will require, you know, healthcare, um, you know, healthcare service. And, and this is where the problem becomes uh, in terms of uh, public health, uh, because it can uh, get to a stage where, uh, perhaps um, the healthcare service is overstretched, and um, and 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 you find that um, you know um, it's not just coping uh, with the number of cases. Uh, but um, if we see what is happening in South Africa at the moment, um, obviously the the fact that we have got um, different provinces experiencing um, you know the peak of. Uh, uh, COVID-19 cases at different times. Uh, it makes, I think, things much easier uh, because um, it doesn't mean that nationally, you know, the entire healthcare system is overstretched. Uh, for now, it's Gauteng provinces uh, that is um, really, you know, battling um, mm. in terms of the healthcare service. Uh, but we know that some of uh, the provinces, like uh, KwaZulu-Natal, uh, it hasn't really... Uh, we haven't seen the, the curve, you know, going up uh, like we have seen in, in Houghton province or, or Free State or Northern Cape. 
so it could be that uh, you know these provinces will follow uh, later, uh, but most probably it will be after Gauteng province has picked. Uh, so, right. so I think mm-hmm. that makes things much easier. Uh, but that said, uh, it remains the most dangerous uh, variant, and uh, obviously we need to make sure that uh, we do everything in terms of uh, public health and social um, uh, 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 social um, measures uh, to mitigate. Uh, the, the spread of the virus in All the right. community. All right. We're going to continue our conversation in a moment. Nomsam Tluli standing by with your latest news headlines. on SAFM. So we continue the conversation on the talking point and our health feature today focuses on the Delta variant. I'll be taking your calls on 011-714-2006 and you can send those WhatsApp voice notes and messages to 0614-104-107. So just a quick note, you would have heard from Nomsam Guli in the news headlines there speaking about uh, the chairperson of the commission. Uh, this is Deputy Chief Justice Raymond Zondo expected to hold a briefing uh, this morning. It's expected to take place anytime soon. Uh, so we will take you live to that briefing as, as soon as it gets underway. So uh, we might have a bit of an interruption to our programming in as far as um, in as far as this conversation of the Delta variant is concerned. So Professor Mpachel and Professor Lessels, if you can also please just bear with us in as far as uh, this live event is concerned. Uh, news just coming in a short while ago. So while we we are here then, let's continue with uh, the latest in terms of the Delta variant. There's been a lot of talk about these symptoms, uh, Professor Mpachele, of this variant. What do we know about it? Can I defer the question to my colleague? uh, Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Dr. Lessels? Well, I mean, we're still trying to gather data on that. The there is some suggestion from from other places where where they've kind of seen the delta a bit earlier than us here in South Africa. There's a suggestion that it may have a kind of slightly different symptom profile. So in the UK, they're seeing a lot of cases um, which that that have um, the kind of headache, the the runny nose, sneezing. Um, and, and have less of some of the symptoms we've highlighted before, like like the loss of smell and loss of taste and, and fever. Now, what's not clear is, is that really, is that because of the variant? Is, the, is that variant doing something different? Is it attacking different parts of the body? Or is it just a reflection that it's infecting different age groups, maybe the, the younger people who are not yet vaccinated? Um, is it because it's partly infecting some people who are partially vaccinated and therefore the symptoms are, are different? So, so we're still trying to get an understanding of that. Mm. The, the key thing, again, the key kind of public health message for people is that if you have any symptoms suggestive of an acute infection, whether that's whether that whether you feel that's just the common cold or the flu, please go and get tested. The, the, nobody should be sitting at, at home or continuing to go to work saying it's okay, it's just a common cold, it's just a, a mild flu. Uh, they must go and get tested. So that. 
that's always been the case, but but it's kind of particularly important uh, mm. now. Mm. Yeah, one of the things that 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 I was reading, and um, you, you can also clarify, is that for people who have not been able to get both doses of a vaccine, so let's say in in the example of a Pfizer vaccine, that after the first dose you're still highly susceptible um, to, uh, to 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 the virus. If you can just clarify what we know there in terms of the protection and immunity. Well, I think the important thing there, Cathy, is to remember that with the vaccines, what we're predominantly trying to do is to prevent severe illness. So prevent the more severe end of the of the clinical disease spectrum. And and what we know actually is, is we now have good data that even after the first dose of, of like you say, the, the Pfizer vaccine, um, there are there are high levels of protection against severe disease with the with the delta variant and and we actually think that the the vaccines are likely to work better on the delta variant mm. than the beta variant that that was the previously dominant variant here in south africa all right. So I'm going to have to pause it there, unfortunately, with our conversation uh, for today. Let me thank Dr. Richard Lessels and uh, Professor Jeffrey Mpatlela for being available to have this conversation with us. Uh, let me take you to the Deputy Chief Justice Raymond Zonda, who is addressing the media this morning.